Bryce, it's your baby boy, Robert, Rob Effingbert. I'm so honored to welcome your audience to the first anniversary party for the Purple Pants Podcast. I'd say I can't believe a year has gone by, but it actually feels like several years have gone by. But Bryce, you have brought your listeners 52 weeks of joy and have become such a powerful advocate for the black community and the LGBTQ community. At a time when it's hard to find hope, you always give us a reason to smile. I'm blessed to have you in my life as a friend, and I'm so proud to have you as a part of RHAP. So I'm going to raise this glass to toast you so I can wet my whistle because it's a, it's a, it's a purple pants podcast. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast, a.k.a. It's a, it's a, it's a anniversary, baby boys, and where are my baby girls at? Yes, I am so excited to be recording this episode. It is very reminiscent, in my opinion, of like the maiden voyage, because I have so much jitters in my stomach. I'm like, what's going on? Can you believe we've made it a year, Purple Pants Posse? A whole year. It's an anniversary. I can't believe that I've been doing this for a year. I still feel like every week that I'm sitting at my computer and recording... I feel like I'm recording the first episode all over again. It truly brings me so much joy to be able to have a place, a safe place that I can be myself, let my hair down, have so much support, so much love from the survivor community, from my Purple Pants Posse to all my new listeners. It feels so amazing. Now, before I go on and on and on, because you know your baby boy can talk, if you could please subscribe to my podcast at Apple Podcasts on Spotify. Make sure you write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars. That's the least you could do for our anniversary. I don't know about you, Purple Pants Posse, but I feel like I want to jam real quick. You mind if I jam with y'all real quick? Just real quick, real quick. Don't mind. Let me, hold on, wait. Let, let's just get a little jam in, okay? Ooh, come on, y'all. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, anniversary. Okay. First of all, Purple Pants Posse, what y'all know about little Tony, Tony, Tony? Okay, you know, I'm Barb's son, so that's some old school for (laughs) y'all. Being that it is my first one-year anniversary as the host of the Purple Pants Podcast, I felt it would only be fitting for us to go back down memory lane and a recap show of the highlights of the first year of the Purple Pants Podcast. So listen, your boy has grown a lot. 
had a couple of episodes in the beginning where the sound wasn't too right. Okay, I had an echo. I was talking like this. But your baby boy figured it out. So I'm just excited. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into this podcast. It's a man who. It's a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who. It's a menu. Me and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. Keeping the menu rolling. Our first clip that we have is from the first episode ever of the Purple Pants podcast, The Maiden Voyage. And The Maiden Voyage was so much fun. It kicked off what the Purple Pants podcast is, and I've grown so much. But I remember on that first episode, I had talked about it's been a dream of mine to have a podcast. I just thought it would be a great little segment from The Maiden Voyage. This has been a dream of mine for a really long time to actually have my own podcast, but I've always been so scared. I've always been so nervous. I've always been like, oh, I don't want to do it. You know, you always have those things in the back of your mind where it's like you want to do something, but you're just scared of the criticism. You're scared that you'll fail. But the only true way to fail is to not do something. So listen, we walking out on faith. And so like as I was preparing for our maiden voyage, um, I like have like this notebook. It's not like a black and white notebook, but I would say more like a, a ringling, like a, a wired, not like a five star because they too expensive. Just more like a Walmart five below type of notebook. And I always like write ideas down or anything's in it. I always try to like keep with me. I put it in my work bag if I go on vacation. So it's so funny because I pulled it out and like I have raps in here from like 2006. I even, you know, the hit single Bryce Isaiah freak. Okay. It's in this book. But what I think is so funny is that I opened it up just to jot some things down and I like like turn to the last page because only a couple of pages left in the back. And literally I turn to the page and it is dated March 3rd, 2017. And it says the Purple Pants Podcast. And I have an outline of like what I want the podcast to be about. Um, and I'm just rambling on to basically tell you that fast forward August 2019. Here I am recording the Purple Pants Podcast. So come on, look, look at God. Come on. Speak it into existence. You got dreams. You got something that you want to do. Don't matter how little, how small it is. Write it down. Manifest it. Speak it into existence because you just never know what's going to happen. Because and, and baby, look, here we are. The Purple Pants Podcast. Hey, Bryce. It's Parvati. I just want to congratulate you on your one year Purple Pants Podcast anniversary. You know that you are one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And I love what you're doing. So keep shining, keep doing your thing. We are all better for it. Love you. It's so crazy to hear me say that and for me to reflect on that. And it's still so true today. I have a new notebook. That notebook has expired, but I still have it. And I'm still writing things that I, I want to happen. And I'm still manifesting what I want for my future. For a long time in my life, Purple Pants Posse, I did not know what I wanted for my future. And I did not know what, you know, my five-year plan was. I mean, I still don't know, but I feel like I'm on the right path to something. I feel like the stars or the, the lines are, not the lines, but I feel like the stars are aligning. And I feel like as I walk into my truth and as I am more authentic with myself and to you, I feel like it makes sense. And that is so much growth from where I was last year. 
Now, this next clip we have is from episode three. Where is my love? And that's when I introduce the Purple Pants Posse to one of my favorite shows, Love After Lockup, baby. And I really talk about my personal experience with why I'm so obsessed with this show, why my fascination is for people that are incarcerated. And, you know, I, I might tease a little love affairs that I, I might have with a young man named Danny. On to my next topic, Love After Lockup. Now, this is a show on WeTV, Love After Lockup, where people are actually, they are uh, dating. Ooh, cha-cha-cha, just spilled my coffee. Get it up. Hold on, wait, let me look it up. <laughs> I really did just look it up because that sweet uh, cinnamon touch swirl is delicious. So, where was I? Love After Lockup. It is a Wee TV show and it follows people that are dating people that are currently incarcerated that are soon to get out. It follows their story. Now, a lot of the people seem to be like engaged or like getting married. This is season two uh, started, I think, two weeks ago. So we are now two episodes in. The couples that we have seen so far are, uh, um, whoo, it's a lot. There's Vincent Amber. There's Angela and Tony. There's Andrea and Lamandre, Lamandre, Lamandre. There's Lacey um, and her fiance John, and she got a boyfriend named Shane. And then there's Lizzie on the newest episode. We got introduced to Lizzie and Daniel, and then there's Cheryl and Josh. They all a mess, but. This is season two. Uh, the show is <laughs> interesting uh, because maybe I find it so interesting is I have like my slight pen pal story with the inmate. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest and transparent, so don't judge me. So maybe like three years ago, I was, I wouldn't say dating a guy, uh, but I had like met somebody. Uh, we were hanging out for a couple of weeks and then like I just stopped hearing from them. I was like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, he ain't like me, you know. And then a month or so later, I had got a letter and basically he was saying that like he had violated his parole. I didn't know he was on parole. So maybe it's a good thing. He wrote me and just basically was saying like, you know, he violated his parole. Unfortunately, um, he was excited to meet me, uh, but but yeah, he locked up. So we correspond here and there. And actually, you know, after this episode, I think I might write him a letter. But so maybe that is my uh, personal take why I find lock up after love so interesting. But these people are a mess. Like you, if anybody you watch the show, you know. A year later, and we're still talking about Love After Lockup. It comes on WeTV, 9 p.m. on Fridays, and every other week, I'm giving you the rundown of what's happening, so make sure you stay tuned till next week so I can give you the rundown on what's happening, okay? Because I need to tell y'all the tea. Another little side note before we go to the next clip. Listening to that and talking about Danny, I think it's hilarious because after I'm done recording this podcast right here i'm gonna write him another little letter too because his birthday's in a couple of days so i just want to show him some love happy birthday and i keep you posted okay but listen you ain't gonna see me on love after lockup i mean or maybe not i don't know the next clip we have is from episode seven by a donkey 
it is the episode where I recap my trip to South Africa, where I actually met our baby boy, Jack Atkins. And Wendell and I, we raised money for the Night Lady Christian Academy. We competed in the Battle of the Bush with South African survivors and South African fans versus American survivors and American fans. It was such a fun trip, crazy nights, crazy times. And this clip I have is Desi, my girl, Desi Williams from Survivor Heroes healers hustlers and she has made her appearance on the purple pants podcast a couple of times hey boo okay funniest moments in south africa also hard to choose because i spent so much time just laughing like africa is the whole vibe and i forgot about all my responsibilities at home because they are many and just enjoyed myself. But I have to say something that sticks out in my mind is our favorite little toddler, or maybe he's not a toddler, who knows, to be determined, Timmy. So for those of y'all who have not heard the story of Timmy, uh, we had a meet and greet one night in Johannesburg. Started out really chill, like just us, a few fans, and one thing led to another and your girl got drunk and apparently I was not the only one. So we get back to where we're staying, which can only be described as like luxury huts, maybe within the wild safari, like literally woke up the next morning and there were zebras outside of my window. So I don't know how to describe it, but I would say we were staying in luxury huts. So we get home from this meet and greet. We all go to Bryson Wendell's room. We're hanging out, talking, and out of nowhere, we hear this voice of demon child, Timmy. <laughs> now, I honestly had no idea where it was coming from at first, but it, it was Bryce. It was Bryce Isaiah's new alter ego that he had created on the spot in that moment after a few too many cocktails. And Timmy was our comic relief from then on for the remainder of the trip. So anytime Wendell would do something annoying or any of us would say something ridiculous, Demon Child Timmy would come back out. So if y'all haven't been introduced to Demon Child Timmy yet, well, I'm going to tell you right now, Bryce Isaiah is holding out on you. Or maybe you just haven't gotten him tipsy enough. But Demon Child Timmy uh, was a good addition to the trip. And I hope that he travels with us everywhere we go from here on out. I'm not a demon child. I'm just misunderstood. Timmy, why are you popping up on my podcast? I don't like you. I don't like you either, but my dad said I had to stop by and say happy anniversary. And I don't even know what an anniversary is. Well, I'm not your dad, and I'm not homeschooling you, so you're going to have to ask your dad what an anniversary is. But thank you, Timmy. Speaking of your dad, where is your dad? He's in the backyard cutting wood for Beef Unlimited. Hold on. Let me go get him. Dad! Baby boy, baby boy, wrote you a little poem for the special occasion. Ahem. It's your younger, more handsomer. They call me the golden child of boy wonder. Run me that check. This ain't a freebie. Already know it's your bro, Wendeezy. You've been doing this a year. It can't be. be. Get that paper. They can't warranty what's free. Free. You've been busy as a quarantine. Be. Be. Hella proud of you. I gotta say it's me. Me. Keep breaking them barriers. You ain't gotta be scared. Cheers to a full year of conquering fairs. Push the envelope. Never be silenced. Continue to chit chatter. And Black Lives Matter. It's a. It's a. It's a Purple Pants Podcast. Hella proud of you, Bryce. Do your thing. Love you, bro. Now for our next clip, I'm getting excited. It comes from episode 16, Tis the Season. And I went to a Survivor party in New York. 
And I had the opportunity, the privilege, the honor to finally meet my survivor idol, Sari Fields. It was such, I got the biggest smile. It was the biggest, happiest, most exciting day for me to be in the presence of Sari. And not only be in the presence of her, but for her to like know who I am and have love for your baby boy. Oh, yes. There was this character named Sari Fields that I was like totally obsessed with. And I just could so relate to her. She just reminded me of like, uh aunt. Uh, family member and I was like oh my god I love her this yes I'm like if Sari could play I can play and Sari is the reason why I even ever wanted to play Survivor I enjoyed the show I never really wanted to play but after seeing a character like Sari how could that not inspire you to play Survivor so you know me I sent in a video boop 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 the story of Survivor Kagian and ever since then I've always been preaching my love for Sari and there was a couple of opportunities that, you know, I almost got the chance to meet Sari. There was a couple of events I was supposed to go to, but you know, due to work, baby boy couldn't make it and it was just a lot going on. But the survivor party over the weekend, you know, I'm just, you know, getting cute. I'm excited to meet Chris Underwood. I'm excited to see all of these other survivor players and, you know, I'm running late. I'm in my hotel. Wendell's like uh, texting me like, I'm outside, come outside. You know, I gotta make sure I look cute. You know, boom, boom, boom. You know, make sure I'm pre-gaming. You know, I got my Tito's trying to look cute we pull up to the event boom 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 you know i was with rodney uh with joey hatch shout out to joey hatch with Wendell. we walk in we walk up the steps we like wait is this the right bar you know we're not the right bar then we ran into michelle fitzgerald we ran into figgy we all like it's the where the bar at you know because we come fashionably late boom 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 we hear the music we go up the steps i walk up the steps i see the room i see dominic i see his wife i turn to the right and i'm like oh my god Oh my God, hold on, wait, let me wet the whistle, let me wet the whistle, oh. I turn to my right, y'all, and I'm like, oh my God, is that Sari? Oh my God, I think that's Sari. Oh, so I start shaking, y'all, I'm shaking. Uh, I'm like, I got enemies. And then I see Saria. She points at me. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So then I like go outside the door because I'm like, I got to compose myself. I got to compose myself because this, I, I wasn't expected to meet this. I was expected to meet all these amazing other survival players. But oh, then the room started getting foggy. I started getting a little dizzy. I'm like, oh my God. I'm about to be Saria Fields. So, so I had to get myself together. And so I go back in the room and like I see Wendell is like staring at me. I see Rodney. Rodney's like looking at me like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then like, you know, I, I, I so apologize because there are so many other like survivor players around like saying like, hey, Bryce, oh my God, Bryce. But listen, listen, my mind was somewhere else. And then, you know, I see Sari. I see her uh, son, Pooh. I see her husband. And Sari starts walking over to me, walking over to me. Like, y'all don't understand what this moment was for me. It is like, I, like, I don't know if you got your favorite bands. You have your idols. Like, literally, to be able to be in the presence of Sari. Oh, it's just like, oh, my God. I'm about to start getting teary-eyed because I just love Sari. And I never thought that I would ever be just in a position that, like, let alone meet her, but for her to know who I am. And then I'm just like, oh, there's Sari. And then, you know, all of a sudden, I start getting a little lightheaded. I'm like, when do I think you need to catch me? Oh, I have, I fall out a little bit. And then it's like, Sari! Oh! Oh! Oh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And we embrace and we hug 
and we talk and she just like I love you I'm like girl no I love you and then I just start going crazy <sighs> but I got to meet Sari Williams so I'm saying Sari Williams Sari Fields I could not believe it I could not believe I was at her presence she smelled so good the Sari like let's do some shots I'm like okay yes girl my type of girl let's wet the whistle and just from there the party just went up from there hanging out with all of the survivors you know cutting the rug having a good time but I cannot yes I'm ringing a bell ring the alarm I've been doing this too long cause I be if I just mess a ring fields okay I'm sorry, y'all. It just was a lot. And I just still cannot believe that I had the opportunity to meet the woman that inspired me to play Survivor. That, like, you know, just my life has changed from that. And it's like, I feel like I owe it to her. But it was just such an amazing, she's an amazing soul and an amazing spirit. And it just was amazing. The party was amazing. Yes, amazing. Uh, Shout out to Dominic, Wendell, and Andrea for putting that together. Yes, it was a lituation, y'all. A lituation, baby boy, met some. Ray Fields. Whoo! Yes, I, I oh, y'all hear my breathing. I'm just, I'm still on cloud nine. So please forgive me if throughout this podcast, I just start screaming because I'm thinking about I got to meet my idol, Siri Fields. Oh, okay. I'm dying <laughs> listening to that. Y'all, why, why am I like that? Why am I so crazy? But in true Nene Leaks fashion, I said what I said, okay? I will never forget that day meeting Siri and let alone meeting Siri wetting the whistle with my girl. Siri was such a surreal experience and it like is so funny to just listen back and hear how crazy I was telling that story. Hey Bryce, this is Jatia. I just want to say congratulations on one year for the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. Love the podcast and of course, Barb's message. I'm equally excited for the next clip we have. It comes from episode 21, Burn It Up. And it is the first episode where we, or I, introduce my mom to the Purple Pants Posse. Yes, my mom has become a staple here at the Purple Pants Podcast. I, I I guess I share my mom with the posse because I get so much feedback from my mom's Barb's message. And it means the world to me to have this like mini project that me and my mom have together. And she takes it so seriously. Barb, don't play about Barb's message. So, yes, let's get into the very first time we meet Miss Barb on the Purple Pants podcast. Wait, come on. Stop playing. Play her theme song. The following message is brought to you by. Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 All right, so here's another segment that I'm introducing to the Purple Pants Podcast. Now, listen, I don't know if your parents are like this, but my mom, my mom on Instagram, my mom on Facebook, and every morning my mom sends, um, you know, everyone. We don't have a family group chat because, listen, I don't talk to everybody. That's a story for another story. But my mom sends individual messages to, like, you know, my sister, my aunt, 
aunts, my uncles of like little positive memes. And like, you know, she posts on her Facebook on her story child. My mom know how to make a story now. So she'd be posting stories. Okay. Wendell be texting me like, Oh my God, I really loved your mom's message today. I'm like, Oh, don't, don't feed into that. But I really do love it because like I said, I've been like, you know, going through my own battle, uh, these past couple of weeks and the messages that my mom's been sending me has been like amazing. So I text Barb. I said, girl, I need you on a purple pants podcast. And you know, she was ready. So every other week I want to do a Barb's message. So this week, here we are. Here's Barb's message. Hi, this is Miss Barb, Bryce's mom. So every day I send to my sons, close friends, and family affirmations to encourage and prayerfully brighten their day. With this in mind, Bryce has asked me to share the same with his purple pants podcast listeners. So listeners, listen up. No matter how you feel, I want you to get up, dress up, show up, and never, never give up. I hope this encourages someone. Bye. All right. Thanks, Barb, for our Barb's message. And so I'm going to bring that to you bi-weekly. A little positive affirmation from my mom, Miss Barb. Barb from Philly, not to be confused with Barb from the Midwest. Yes, our very first Barb's message. I, it's just so crazy to listen back to all of this and to see the evolution of my po- See, my mom always calling me when I'm recording. What do you want? Why is my mom calling me right now, y'all? Huh? Hold on. What, Barb? Hey, Purple Pants Podcast Posse. This is Miss Barb, and I'm so excited to congratulate Bryce upon completing his first year on the podcast. Now, as his mother, it has been an honor and privilege to work alongside of Bryce and bring forth my Miss Barb's message. Who would have thought it? Not me. I also feel blessed that God has allowed me to witness him taking his first steps for the second time. Bryce, as you continue to walk this path, do not let anyone discourage you from speaking your truth and guidance, coupled with the love and kindness that this world is so desperately in need of. Love you, and I'm proud of you, son. See, Barb trying to get me emotional for my anniversary, but thank you so much, Mom. That means the world to me. I love you, and the Purple Pants Podcast loves you even more. The next clip your baby boy got for you comes from episode 30, Quarantine and Chill. And when I was reflecting back on my podcast and where I started from and where it is now, I have to definitely think about when I feel like and you feel like the world changed. We went into lockdown and what we thought was normal is no longer normal. And we were facing a new normal. And for me, it marks a time in the podcast where I felt like I was being more vulnerable and opening up in a way that I did not originally intend to when I started this podcast. I wanted to be just light and fluffy and fun. But as I started to grow, as the Purple Pants Posse started to grow and I started to see what was effective and what I got the most response from, I just said, I'm going to just put it all out there and I'm going to just, I'm going to be me. 
And last on my, you know, church announcements, um, I wanted to say that, you know, you, I live a, a very busy life. I have multiple jobs. I have a pretty active social life. I've got a lot of friends and, you know, I'm always ripping and running and I'm always, you know, you know, crunching time to make sure I have time for this podcast and just doing all of the things that, you know, life is. Life is a busy life. We live in a very busy society. However, with this quarantine and chill going on, I just want to encourage my Purple Pants Posse and everyone to slow it down. You know, we got this extra amount of time. How many times have I told y'all, like, whew, if I could just get a day off, if I could just get a, you know, a second to breathe. Now, I always try to think of the silver linings, you know, with people, you know, self-quarantining and us, you know, being in the house more often. Just breathe a sigh of relief. You know, just take a second. You know, we always are ripping and running and just, you know, do something that you wanted to do in the house. Spring clean, get that house together. You might have got a book for Christmas, read that book. But I just want to encourage everyone that in this like kind of sort of time of chaos to just breathe. We're going to get through it and take some time, spend with your family, you know, be with each other, be present in this time now that we're going to be stuck with each other for a while. So I just want to encourage everybody to just slow it on down. Okay. And here we are still in these uncertain times. And I still mean what I said. We need to take a break. We need to step back and appreciate what we have, not think about what's different, but appreciate our family, appreciate our friends, appreciate the things that are going on around us. I always say on the podcast that I truly believe that if we focus on the positive, focus on what is going right in our life and not focus on the negative, I truly believe we could have such a better outcome. Keeping this it's the anniversary podcast rolling. The next clip that I'm about to play for you guys probably is the most defining clip of my podcast in this whole year. When I started the podcast, I said to myself, I don't want to get political. I don't want to talk about subjects that may make people uncomfortable. However, with the state of our country and with the things that were going on, I felt compelled that I just had to speak my mind, speak my truth. And I had to come to the realization that if me speaking my truth, if me speaking how I feel bothers somebody, then I don't want that somebody listening to me. I don't want that somebody to be around me. I, I need to be in a place where I can speak my truth. I can listen. I can hear. I can show the podcast world how hurt I am and how hurt my community is. And so this next clip comes from episode 42, Intimacy. And it is me breaking down what happened to George Floyd, just telling my experience of everything that is going on. And if you haven't listened to it before, and if you have listened to it before, listen again with a, a open heart and with compassion. Keeping the menu rolling, we've got George Floyd on the podcast. And it is just something that's truly been weighing on my heart since the news broke on May 25th. And, you know, just everything that's been happening in our nation. And if you don't know, George Floyd was a 46-year-old African-American man that on May 25th was killed in Minneapolis by the police. Yes, another name added to this mini list of people that we have that have been killed at the hands 
Departments of Police. Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Philip Wright, Brianna Taylor, and Ahmad Barry, and Trayvon Martin even to that list. Like, you know, and that's just a snippet of the handful of African American and people of color that have been killed by police or have been killed and justice has not truly been served. So George Floyd's story is that on May 25th, he was headed to the Cups food store and was there to buy food for his family. And the clerk at the time called the police for a forgery in progress. Someone was using a counterfeit $20 bill, which I'd like to mention is a nonviolent crime. And we don't even know whether or not if it was George that was using the counterfeit $20 bill because this police force has not been truthful and forthcoming with a lot of information. So the information that we do know is that police arrived to the scene and George was not even in the store at the time. He was in a, a minivan outside the store. The police came, approached the minivan. George got out. And from the information that we know now was cooperating with the police, although the police have put out a story that, you know, the reason of his death and how he died was because he was not cooperating with the police. However, all of the information and video camera that we have seen, George was cooperating with the police. The police questioned George and there's one thing leads to another and we don't have a lot of the information, again, because this police department has been withholding a lot of the information. Some body cam footage has been released, but it's been heavily redacted and a lot of the scenes of conversation have been muted. The majority of the information that we as citizens of this nation are receiving is from video camera footage of people that were there at the scenes and other stores in the area that have released footage. We see at one time from the video footage that George is put into the police car and it looks like that he is being assaulted while he's in the police car. Another time George is on the side of a building and all of the thi- all of the things that we see, he is cooperating with the police. So this narrative that they are putting out saying that there's other evidence that shows that he wasn't cooperating. Where's the evidence? Because the information that we see, it looks like he was cooperating. But the video that went viral and actually the killing of George is when we see George laying on the ground and three officers are putting their weight on his body and another officer kind of managing the small crowd that is there at that time not doing anything to help George. Now if any of you have seen the video where George is laying on the ground and Derek Chauvin has his knee on his neck which is painful to watch because at this point if you are saying that George is not cooperating with the police at what point on this video that we see that is at least 8 minutes and 40 seconds long, 46 seconds long, that he is on the ground and being restrained with three officers on his body. Now, the issue of the video is that you have people that are standing on the side recording the video and they are actually saying to Derek Chauvin, he cannot breathe. Why are you on his neck? He's not fighting back. And the whole video upsets me, but the the part of the video that gets me most upset is that you actually hear George saying to the policeman, don't kill me. And I like I I just got to take a second. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm back. It, It just this this topic is just so upsetting. And it's just like when you watch the video and you see the lack of the disregard of his life, it really upsets me because it's like when I look at somebody like George, I see my brothers, I see my uncles, I see people that look like me and the disregard disregard for his life it truly is disheartening and it hurts so much and it's like if you've seen the video you see George actually call out for his mother 
his mother who is deceased any of you guys that have children you know if your child is hurt you know that if something is going on with your child who's the first person they call is their mother and so you just have to think what was going through this man's mind that he is calling out for his mother and that, you know, for eight minutes and 46 seconds, this man, this murderer, Derek had his foot on this man's neck and he's not fighting back. He can't breathe. And the look on his Derek's face that he's just casually has his foot on his neck as he essentially is executing this man. And so for eight minutes and 46 seconds, Derek had his foot on his neck and even in that eight minutes, two minutes and 53 seconds of that video, George was unresponsive. So you've got your foot on your, his neck with two other officers on him and he's unresponsive and another officer manning the crowd. And that could have easily said, guys, let go, like release. Derek Chauvin did not take his foot off of George's neck until the ambulance arrived. And he was at that point unresponsive and they put him into an ambulance. And so it appears from all of the evidence that we have seen from this district attorney and this police force that they really tried to cover this up. And it wasn't until the nation that this video went viral that we demanded justice and that we demanded things. The district and, you know, at that point in time, Derek had not been arrested, nor had he been charged. And the district attorney even went to have a press conference to say that, you know, there's other information that shows George being not cooperative with the police and essentially blaming it on him. But nevertheless, there was an arrest with Derek and he was charged with third degree murder and second degree murder. So after that podcast, I really had to take an open and honest look at myself And I had to be honest with myself. And if I'm going to continue to do this podcast with the transparency and openness that I want to do it with, I realized that I I could no longer stay silent with things that I, I felt compelled about, with things that are near and dear to my heart and are me. And so I have used my platform to speak about Black Lives Matter. I've also used my platform to raise awareness about the LGBTQ community and what it's like for me to have the experience of being an openly gay black man, which is something that is not always talked about, which is something that's not always portrayed well on TV, which brings me to my next clip. It comes from episode 45, Disclosure, where I bring my boo, Zeke Poo, on the podcast and we discuss his experience of Survivor and he's in a new documentary called Disclosure, which highlights trans representation throughout film and TV. The clip that I pulled from Zeke and I's conversation was when Zeke was explaining something to me and I thought that I was trying to, I guess, fit in using terms that I had heard on the documentary. And Zeke quickly corrected me and said, like, we don't use that term anymore. And this is the term that we use. And I wanted to just replay that clip because I think it's important for people to hear because a lot of the times people say they want to be an ally. And what does allyship look like? Sometimes allyship looks like if you hear someone saying something that's incorrect, if you hear somebody saying something's offensive, don't just like not say anything about it. Speak up about it. And I was so grateful That Zeke got me together because if we don't educate people, how can we expect people to know? You know, for so long, I lived as a trans person just sort of like in my own head because the rest of the world didn't know. Right. Um, You were in stealth mode. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Well, we we don't. 
we don't like to say 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 the self word. We say you know non disclosure. Um, not you weren't saying anything wrong. I just you know and that part's sort of my non disclosure to get the nomenclature. Right. Yes, yes. Well, at school me, school me. So just and the non disclosure mode. Yes. Um, which you know I was having a lot of fun and making friends, but you know I also was like having to compartmentalize the world. And now when I you know I meet with these boys, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have this wealth of experience mm-hmm. of navigating the world that I didn't even appreciate that I had or was useful to other people. And it feels so nice to, um, you know, I think give voice to experiences that were had silently and to be like, oh, no, like I have been in this situation. It's, you know, it's it's nice to be able to relate to people, to identify with people, because as a trans person, um, often your experiences are different and they're colored by being trans. And on, on many levels, you can relate to your cisgender siblings, but there are a lot of things that are very specific to being trans, and I didn't know how much I needed to share those with people who had also had those experiences. Absolutely. Um, a hundred percent. And I I can't... I, I feel that, like, me being a gay black man and you being a trans man, like, our walks are completely different. However, I feel our struggle is the same. This is Adam Klein, and this message goes out to the Purple Pants Badass. Bryce, congratulations on your one-year anniversary of the Purple Pants Podcast. Thank you for being such a bright light of joy and laughter in the Survivor community. We thank you. Congratulations. In the spirit of me being more vulnerable, me opening up my heart, my life, and my world to the podcast, I did an episode that I was so proud of. It's called Won't You Be My Ally? And I had my best friends, Wendell and Rodney, come on to talk about our friendship, to talk about what makes our friendship so unique for them being heterosexual men and me being a gay man. And for us to be so close, I really wanted to show the world that it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are. If you have love for someone, whether they're gay, straight, black, blue, purple, trans, anything, it it doesn't matter. You can be friends with whoever you want. If somebody loves and respects you, then that's all the qualifications you need as a friend. So this clip comes from episode 50, Won't You Be My Ally? And this first clip is Wendell and I talking about toxic masculinity. I just truly believe that like if people could get out of like what sexuality is and why we push it to the forefront and it's literally like love who you want to love, be close to who you want to be close with because at the end of the day, it's all about energy. It's all about the support. It's all about love. And, And I I just think that that really kind of drives it home with this culture of toxic masculinity with, you know, boys play with trucks. You got to be a tough boy. And that's like how a lot of people are raised. The more that we can have conversations like this, the more that people can like really be like, well, I'm an individual. I am who I am. And it, it doesn't affect me what people say about me. Yeah. What I, pe- go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, that's the thing. It's toxic. It's toxic masculinity that prevents people from accepting gay people people as their friends and then having like open good friendships with these people and in your case I'm not like I said I'm not looking at you as a gay man I'm looking at you as this amazing human being who shines a bright light and um, I've told you before I'm attracted to hustlers people that go out and go get things and you're one of those people so I'm like you know what 
This guy, uh, I'm going to try to help him as best I can so he can be successful. I know he's helping me as best as he can, as he can, so I can be successful. So I don't care. I don't care what he is. This is a, this is a shining star. And this person is who I want to be associated with. That's it. That's the end of it. (laughs) Okay. This next clip is from the same episode, episode 50, Won't You Be My Ally? And it's Rodney kind of sharing his thoughts and beliefs as to why people, why he believes people are scared to really open up to be friends with other people that are not like them. Rodney's and I friendship is so unique in the sense that when people, what they remember of Rodney on his season of Survivor was that he was this super macho man. But that's an edit, you know, and I think that it's it's so powerful to hear from people like Wendell and Rodney speaking on this, letting the world know that it's okay. I find that sometimes when people hear things from people that are like them, they are more open to receive it, which is why I was so grateful for Rodney for being open, transparent and vulnerable with me. Because I'm sure it has to kind of like play on your masculinity, your like heterosexualness that I've got this gay guy that like loves me, but doesn't want me like I like I don't know what I'm trying to get at. But like, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, I understand what you're saying. And I think the number one thing in the world that people fear the most is public humiliation. So by you aligning with certain people, especially at a young age, especially with the kids, if you tend to hang out, hang out or have a friend that was gay, people will use offensive words such as the F word, call you gay. What are you doing hanging around with them? But in raw reality, we're put into these groups as we grow. So you develop hate for one another because of the humiliation that you may face. But when you develop as a person, your self-development and when hopefully people that raise you can raise you right, you understand who you are. And I am a very strong masculine man, but me being comfortable in my own skin is very important. However, there's many masculine men out there who truly aren't comfortable in their skin because if somebody that you can't be friends with because they choose, you know, to have sex with a different gender that you prefer, that's a huge problem because you're limiting yourself from a person that could be evolving to an amazing friendship that we have. So I think a lot of people uh, steer away from having a friend that may be gay because of the aspect of you said that, oh, they may be hitting on them. But in raw reality, they're just somebody who chooses to have a a, a connection and a bond because that's what they're into. So I'm not going to judge nobody who they choose to go home with at the end of the night or who they choose to love. I'm going to judge them on how they treat me and how they respect my energy. So if if my energy was being affected in a negative way, I would would put a girl or a guy in check if they were, you know, like you said, oh, he's gay, he's going to try to hit on me. Well, I'll do the same thing if a girl was making me feel uncomfortable. So when people develop who they are as a person, uh, a strong, righteous, man or a strong righteous woman you understand and you're comfortable with yourself so when anybody tries to down you or talk bad about you or tell you that you can't be friends with no one well you can say listen this is who I am and maybe you got to find deep within yourself and you got to work on yourself to accept and love other people because it's holding you back from potentially having some amazing friendships I love it and agree so much with it so it kind of brings me to my next question it's like what have you learned about yourself 
through our friendship. What I've learned uh, is that a lot of people are a product of their environment. You know, I grew up just outside of Boston. Um, so the Boston mentality is we use the F word a lot. Okay. And when we use the F word, it's also played by many of your favorite rappers and it's in the music that you even enjoy that you're listening to. And unfortunately, that's toxic music that I don't listen to. We'll get into that in an another conversation because I choose not to put negative energy like that around me. But having that word and many words that I've used my entire life, you know. So let me interrupt you real quick. So would you say that our friendship and using that word in, even in music and even in everything, would you say that our friendship helped you see the fact that how toxic that word actually can be and how it actually can hurt somebody that you love? I don't use the F word no more because of you, Bryce. I don't use the F word no more. And when I had that, the F word, um, it was never used in the way of that was being offensive to ones who choose to have a relation with the opposite gender. I use that word as a term because when you're in the, the inner cities or you're in a certain demographic or a product or your environment, you use that word to call somebody an idiot or a loser, whatever it may be or joking around if somebody does something. But now that we're friends and I understand the power of that word and the hate that comes from that word that other people indulge in the history of the word, I choose not to use it and I correct my friends when they use it because it's like, hey, you disrespecting me, you disrespecting my voice, so don't be using that. So it's... No, um, no. Yes, sis. Disrespecting your sis. Disrespecting okay. my sis. Yeah, you already know. My sis. My bro sis. Hey, it's Rodney LaVoy Jr. My brother from another mother. My man. The myth. The legend. One year anniversary of podcasting you inspire me keep pushing i can't wait for two years for three years for four years for five years because it's a it's a it's a it's a purple pants podcast legendary keep it running keep it moving keep inspiring Woo. Chile. yes that is going to conclude our first ever purple pants podcast anniversary wrap up oh cr I want to give a huge shout out to my Purple Pants podcast interns, Audrey and Sophia, for helping me pick some of the clips for this episode. Although there was a lot to pick from, so we didn't get everything. But I want to hear from you, Purple Pants Posse. Do me a favor for my one-year anniversary gift. Tweet me, DM me, write me a message, put it to your Instagram story of your favorite Purple Pants Podcast episode. Tell me what you liked about it. Tell me if it touched you. Tell me if you just thought your baby boy was crazy. I want to hear from you, because you know, after all, we go together. <laughs> Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be So y'all know I could not let a podcast end without at least doing one of the staple Purple Pants podcast segments. And what would be more befitting than doing the Freak of the Week, baby? As y'all know, I'd like to scroll through the Instagram, the Twitters, or the Facebook, and Freak of the Week normally just jumps out at me. Or, even more recently, a lot of the Purple Pants Posse has been tagging me in photos, telling me, listen, baby boy, you gotta get this person as the Freak of the Week. 
But here we are on our one year anniversary and we've got a freak of the week, baby. That hasn't happened in over a year. Woo! Okay, so listen, let me let me tell y'all the story. Well, the story is last week. Your baby boy went to Ocean City, New Jersey with Wendell and some friends and we was hanging out and I knew the beach was coming up. So the week before our baby boy started, you know, not dieting, but trying to get on my lifestyle change. And with that, your baby boy was working out, doing some push ups. And y'all know I don't like to work out like I like to work out, but I like to just do the cardio. I don't really like to tone up and all of this stuff. But we've been in quarantine for quite a long time. Baby boy hasn't gone anywhere. So when Wendell invited me to the beach, I was like, oh, no, I got to get this together. So I contacted Rodney. I said, Rodney, what can I do to see the quickest results? So Rodney gave me this very strict, got on my nerves type of workout plan that I would do something in the morning, do something in the afternoon, do something at night. And I was exhausted. But Rodney kept on me, kept calling me, FaceTiming me, saying like, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? And I stayed true to myself. Now, I got to be honest with y'all real quick. So y'all got a little time to talk. So listen, so I sometimes really feel like I have body dysmorphia because I and I'm serious because I always think I'm fat. And I know some people are like, you're not fat, but it's everyone's own weight loss struggle, their own weight goals are their own. So, you know, despite what anybody how you may see them, it's all about what the person sees. And so for me. My weight fluctuates. I fluctuated a good like 15 to 25 pounds. Okay. Sometimes I could be 25 pounds slimmer. Sometimes a bit more could be 30 pounds heavier. But I always see myself heavier. Even if I'm like my smallest, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I don't like it. And then I'll take a picture and maybe like a year later, I'll go back and look at the picture and be like, well, damn, baby boy, you were snatched. So. Back to the Freak of the Week story. I had been preparing and preparing. And I'm like, ugh, I don't really look good. So we were going to the beach. I was like, ooh, Wendell, take some photos of me. And then I was like, you know what? Let me take my shirt off. Let me try to suck my stomach in and push my muscles out. And, you know, try to get cute. And so Wendell took a couple photos. And I didn't look at the photos till like the next day. And baby, when I looked at that them photos, I said, ooh, Chile, look at your baby boy got some abs. I said, oh. So, I always be a little nervous to post little thirst traps, but your baby boy is single, okay? Danny locked up. So, why not post a little thirst to thirst thirst trap to the Instagram? So, your baby boy just put his shirtless photo on the gram with the caption, quarantine was good for something. And you know, the comments kept rolling in. The Purple Pants Posse was saying, freak of the week, freak of the week, freak of the week. And I'm like, now what, 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 what? So listen, this week's freak of the week is none other than your baby boy, Bryce Isaiah. Y'all better go to that Instagram page and y'all better comment freak of the week, freak of the week, baby. Yes. Okay. Now, y'all already know what Freak of the Week means. It means we are to an end of another amazing episode, but not just another amazing episode. This podcast means so much to me. I am so grateful for Robert 
for giving your baby boy an opportunity to let my light shine, let me be able to speak for my communities. And for that, I am so grateful, Robert. You truly are a great friend, a great father, great husband, great podcaster. Love everything about you, baby boy. And I am forever indebted to you. And I look forward to a very long working relationship with you. To my Purple Pants Posse, I love y'all. We go together. So it ain't really much for me to say, but you guys truly push me to be the best me that I can be. You guys truly motivate me. You keep me in check. You tell it like it is. You give me the good, the bad, the ugly, and I could not have asked for a better posse to represent who I am, to stand by me and be my allies, to stand by me and show your support as I show my support to all of you. So to each and every one of the members of the Purple Pants Posse, to every listener that has ever listened to my podcast, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Y'all don't know what it truly means to me to have this platform, to be in this position. And I strive to grow. I strive to make mistakes because the only way that you can grow is if you make mistakes. And so I just strive to be the best me that I could be. Y'all know I'm on a road for a better Bryce and the road continues. Thank you so much for your support. I love you to my baby boy, Jack Atkins. Everything that you do is amazing. My interns, my family, my friends, everybody that I always text, call, ask for everything, ask y'all to do stuff at the last minute, and y'all always come through. I'm truly indebted. Now, let's go. Now, let's get another year down, okay? Where you know, you know where to find me. I'll see y'all next week. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. The Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.